Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we discuss, educate and talk about industry news and hot topics, company reviews and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International. With a career covering nearly two decades, Mining International partners with new and junior miners and larger predominant players in the market. With no further ado, here is your host, Rob Tyson. Just before we start the podcast, we want to make you aware of the upcoming Mines and Money London event, which is back in person on the 1st and 2nd of December at the Business Design Centre. This is Europe's largest mining investment event and brings investors and mining corporates together to connect, learn and do business. And you don't want to miss the mining pitch battles. Investors can gain complimentary tickets and other attendees can get 10% off with a discount code DIGDEEP10, all in capital letters, when registering at mindsandmoney.com. So get your tickets now and we will hopefully see you there. So now back to the podcast. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And we have a returning guest today um, who appeared back in February this year, which is 2021. And that was in episode 117. So Matt Salthouse is Chief Executive Officer uh, at Canon 2 Resources, who is an Asia-Pacific-focused gold mining company with two highly prospective gold projects in a premier mining region, um, the high-grade Canada 2 Gold District of PNG. Um, Matt has a background in law um, and is here again to give us an update on what's been happening in PNG um, and what's been happening over the last 10 months since we, uh, since we last spoke on this podcast. So that's welcome, Matt, back to the podcast. How are you doing, Matt? Well, Matt, thank you. Hope you're well um, as well. Yeah, I'm good, thanks, and I uh, appreciate you uh, coming back on. Um, obviously, people can know a little bit more about you if they go back to episode 117. But I just want to even give us a quick snapshot, a very quick snapshot of, um, of yourself um, and, and of the company as well. Yeah, sure. So I'm a mining executive. Uh, I'd say originally trained as a lawyer, but really had a, a, an interest in pedigree business all, all my professional working life, to be honest. Um, active in, in Asia-Pacific, active in, in, in building precious metal mining projects, gold mines, uh, in Asia Pacific uh, for a number of years, um, including Oceanic Gold and Archipelago Resources, uh, amongst others, and you know have a real passion for um, building and working in the the mining sector in in Asia. It's 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 a really interesting place to operate and and, and work in. And uh, you know, Kanantu effectively, as I think we discussed last time, is really a concept taken into a business, taken into a company, um, which myself and others have. have, have Look to do for a number of years, uh, and um, you know that that's uh, that from me from a professional point of view as, as as well as building a company that that's sort of uh, the next next um, part of of what we're looking to do. Uh, take take the learnings from previous endeavours in region and and build a successful junior mining company around that. Yeah, um, for listeners who are sort of new to the uh, uh, Canon Two. Uh, resources um, company and story. Um, can you give us an update since I suppose since we last spoke, which was probably ten months ago now? Um, and how's the, how the company has evolved um, over the course of this year, um, and what you're looking to do? 
Yeah, thanks. Look, um, when we spoke, I think we just listed and we had lots of ambitious plans ahead of us, uh, both in terms of organic activities around our core assets in Canantu and then probably some corporate initiatives that we were looking to pursue as well. So um, I think the immediate uh, tasks sort of underlying all sort of startup listing companies are actually taking concept, taking an asset and creating a company around that, whether that's in terms of HR systems or um, procurement or financial controls and, and internal control frameworks and what have you. There's been quite a lot of work in the background to you know, take take concept, take early stage listed vehicle, make sure that all the money we raised is being well deployed in, in, in sense in terms of a, a well-managed structured company. So there's been a lot of organisational development going on in the background. That's one thing, not necessarily the most dynamic thing to, to generate a share price return. And so the other side of the coin is, is to look, at, I guess, at what we've done from a value creation point of view, and that's focused um, you know, on, on uh, um, our core assets, as I say, in Canante District, what we call KRL North and KRL South. So we've been actively pursuing good work and sort of focus the program, particularly in relation to KRL South and the Tirukaba area where we could see some opportunity for, for um, uh, early stage or, or, or an earlier stage uh, definition of a resource around an epithermal uh, mineralisation source there. So very much a focus in the last uh, 10 months or so on that that particular project and developing that towards delineation of drill targets, which ultimately then moves us towards defining resource in due course. So that's one of the value accretion options that activities that we've looked at. And the other side of the of the coin, if you will, is, is to look at uh, some of the opportunities from a corporate point of view. Um, we executed a deal for an interesting copper uh, gold play uh, called May River Project earlier in the year. So we're in the process of completing closing on that deal. And we've also looked at some other corporate opportunities as well, uh, um, which potentially are, are accretive for shareholders going forward. So in summary, the last 10 months, um, very much a focus on bending down a company structure and vehicle, but also working our assets, uh, our, our projects, KRL North and KRL South, and looking at uh, pursuing corporate initiatives, including relation to the Copper Gold Project at May River. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have taken a, a number of significant steps and um, you've obviously mentioned, highlighted a few uh, a few of those um, uh, highlights that have happened over the course of this year. So I just want to, I suppose, dig deep into, into some of those um, and obviously starting off with the, the May River ac- uh, acquisition. So I just wonder if you can tell, tell the audience a little bit more about that. Yeah, so the May River project, it uh, effectively brings together um, three concessions, two of them held by a company called Hard Rock and the third by a company uh, called Naminko. And the project sits on trend on the Fiat Bolt, uh, immediately adjacent to Frida River. Copper Gold Project is one of the largest uh, undeveloped copper projects in the world. Uh, it's in the western highlands of Papua New Guinea. It's about 200 kilometres to the west of our existing assets in Kanantu. Um, the project that we've acquired, as I say, includes five uh, prospects already identified by Historic workings are uh, um, sitting on a, on a on a trend line, um, all with some uh, um, historic two of them with some historic drilling uh, on them as well, which looks pretty good and and, and quite encouraging. Um, longer term, it's probably more of a porphyry style copper uh, um, project, very much um, in line with with the nearby 
Three River project, uh, but most likely as well, there's evidence of some epithermal gold uh, mineralization as well. So um, it, it's a slightly more advanced uh, project, if you will, compared to our Canantu projects in that there's been some historic workings done on it. So we've, we've got the benefit of that. Uh, um, and uh, we'll, we'll look to, to push that forward next year. Uh, the intention there really is to, to um, you know, close the, the deals that we've got to acquire those projects. Um, we've done some field survey work, which is one of the requirements for us to uh, sort of effectively farm into uh, one of the, the transactions as well, which looks particularly encouraging, in particular in relation to one of the prospects called Mountain Gate. Uh, and um, in the new year, we'll look to advance that, as I say, put together a dedicated project team and, 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 and hone in on that. Uh, the May River deal, I guess, from our point of view, um, it demonstrates um, that we can do interesting, accretive corporate transactions, and it also gives us exposure to the copper space, and clearly copper is, is, a, is a commodity in demand. Certainly. Um, just wanted to tell us a little bit about the uh, FSC listing and the capital management. Yeah, sure. So um, we, we listed on the Frankfurt Exchange um, uh, mid-year um, to give us added uh, exposure to, to European markets, and, and I've been very active uh, talking to a number of prospective investors there um, over the last three or four months and doing some some presentations on the company story there. So we've been promoting promoting the story into, into Europe as well as into Canadian market. We've got some research, our first um, piece of research which was published on us um, a couple of weeks ago um, by German Mining Network and uh, um, you know, on the back of that we've been, been pretty active in, in those markets and, and uh, um, continue to, to, to pursue that. It's obviously another source of potential, um, you know, a capital for the company going forward. Capital management, I think, look, we started um, the year for about $3.5 million US dollars roughly uh, in, in, in Treasury. Some of that had already or needed to be um, deployed to, to settle costs on listing the company and, and uh, repayments of some working capital loans which would incur during the sort of um, post-demerge uh, pre-listing period. Other than that, we've, we've been pretty tight and scrupulous in terms of managing our capital a reasonable body of capital at the moment. Having said that, you know we will look to um, look at options for for raising a small amount of capital to support what we're doing in the field. I think um, ideally, what we'd like to do in Canantu uh, um, South, uh, KRL South, is is delineate some drill targets and effectively move to a drill program in the course of of, of next year. And clearly, that will require some some capital as well. So we will look to expand on the on the, the capital. Uh, base of the company, if you like, um, which you know is probably to be expected of a company such as ours, it will obviously be deployed for a, an accretive uh, project in terms of the drilling. I'd like to think that most of the, all the funds that we've, we've had deployed this year have pretty much been deployed effectively. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll look at um, capital management going forward. Been tightly managed and well managed this year. We'll continue to apply those disciplines into next year. Um, we continue to have strong support from the major shareholder block, which is the APEV group. Um, and you know, they remain committed to the story. They contributed $1.5 million last year to the capital raising, and uh, um, all indications are that they will look to continue to support the company with the capital and, and, and support, whether it be informed dead end or equity. Um, into the into the future to support a, a drill program and some of the other projects that we're looking at, in, in, including in relation to May River.
Yeah. Um, is there a reason why you listed on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange as opposed to, say, the AIM? Um, and I suppose for those that are listening, that are looking to potentially list um, over the next year or so, was there what was the reason why you swayed towards Frankfurt as opposed to AIM um, or even other um, exchanges? Look, it's a, it's a good question. I, I think one of the, the, the benefits of the Frankfurt listing is ease of listing. It's very easy to list on, on this Frankfurt Exchange as a secondary repository or depository if you have a listing uh, in another jurisdiction. So very quick um, process to, to list on, on, on the Frankfurt. There is obviously quite a lot of appetite and interest in European markets for um, gold commodity stocks. So that was another reason that attracted us to that. And I think also another benefit of the Frankfurt Exchange is uh, quite ease of access uh, for other investors in Australia and Asia to um, you know, go online through some of the platforms and, and buy directly into that market as opposed to some of the other exchanges where it's a little more difficult. So you know, probably three reasons why we looked at uh, looked and, and pursued the Frankfurt Exchange. Yeah. Um, obviously, you mentioned about the North and South. So just wondering if you can tell us a little bit more about the kind of two work uh, program um, and obviously distinguish North and South. Yeah, sure. So, so look, the North is a project that sits right adjacent to K92's um, you know, highly successful operations. So uh, there we see um, uh, mineralisation um, associated with, with K92's um, Bilimura, or the Billamura Goldfield, which you know, supports K92's operations outcropping into, into that project. Um, we've done uh, a good deal of work there this year. took us a little longer to access that tenement than it did the, the KRL South project, primarily due to some historic legacy issues with some prior holders, which involves having to work a bit, uh, spend a bit of time working and, and socialising what we're doing with the community. We've got long-term buy and support there, so we've been able to get into the field there and, and do a lot of um, uh, um, sampling work there, which all looks very encouraging. We've identified a, a ring feature in, in KRL North, which, um, you know, uh, we share with, with K92's um, uh, um, tenements to the, to the south of ours. So we think that looks highly prospective and, and further work uh, um, to be pursued there. And then KRL South, sort of 25 kilometres southwest from, from the uh, uh, K92 operations or, or, or KRL South, uh, um, so, you know, still on the Kanantu transfer structure, the same uh, um, transfer structure cro crossing through both uh, um, our, our projects there. We, we focused uh, very much around um, the centre of the, the, the tenements around the area called Tirukabe. Um, since I, I spoke with sales, we more effort there to define and uh, um, identify three core, uh, core prospects, Avenovi East, uh, Yarra Ridge, and uh, um, uh, Tebio, uh, uh, sorry, Kira for <laughs> Prospect as well. So three there. And then um, within those uh, at uh, Avenoffi, we identified a 40 gram per tonne sample. So that looked really encouraging for us. Uh, we've, we've, we've done some more work there this year in terms of in the second half of the year doing some trenching uh, work and, and excavation work there and taking further samples. So we think that, um, particularly around East Avenue, we think that prospect looks um, the most likely to yield some drill targets for us. Uh, and we're pretty encouraged by what we're seeing there. And immediately then adjacent to the east of that is the Yarra Ridge uh, uh, prospect as well, which is looking very encouraging as well. And most likely the structures, the, the control structures 
underneath both East Abenoffi and, and Yarra Ridge Prospect are linked, uh, which probably means a, a, a broader, um, you know, um, broader, broader area for, for uh, further working into the future. So that's very much um, been a, a focus. One thing which we're looking to do and we're quite encouraged by um, what we've seen is uh, engage in new term in looking at some geophysics work as well. So obviously we've been doing the geochem work and the modelling and, and what have you associated with that. Also looking to potentially mobilise to do some geophysics work near term at both Cairo North and South. Uh, um, so, um, you know, that, that um, you know, probably will enable us to, to move uh, at, at uh, you know, greater pace to do that work concurrent with some of the geochem work uh, to, as I say, move towards a, a drilling program uh, sooner rather than later. So that's um, pretty encouraging and we we'll probably look to put out some news flow around the, the uh, um, geophysics in the, in the next short while as well. Um, and also, how's the sort of relationships between, uh, have, uh, between you and government and community fairs, um, especially with the extension exp- uh, exploration rights? Yeah, look, the, 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 the um, relations with the government have been really supportive and, 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 and positive through the year for us. Um, as you say, earlier in the year, we, we um, were able to consolidate and expand our mining footprint in Canantu uh, and Carroll North and Carroll South, which gives us a great deal of certainty as to rights to explore and prospectively moving into rights to mine in the future. So that that uh, we've bettered down. Um, we generally found uh, um, the, 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 the government, albeit it, it, it's obviously had to grapple with COVID as, as all other um, institutions have all over the world, has been very cooperative and, and supportive of what we've, we've had to do. And I think it's always, um, uh, it's worth noting, you know, um, how uh, uh, transparent sometimes the regulatory system and the mining system can be in Papua New Guinea because, um, for example, um, we had reason to peg some ground uh, uh, recently um, in in, uh, in 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 Papua New Guinea, we we put in an application at eight o'clock in the morning or eight thirty in the morning, and by eleven o'clock the application had been updated, and notified on the on the government porthole. Um, which you know I, I must say, compared to a lot of other places in in, in jurisdictions in, in this part of the world, it would take a lot longer for that to happen. So it is testament to um, you know the systems. Um, they do operate in, in the background, so notwithstanding some of the noise and the political commentary that that, that, that might be made from, um, you know, industry players or, or, or politicians, what have you, things keep moving and ticking along in, in, in the background in, in Papua New Guinea and it's been a you know, fairly, fairly good uh, uh, um, a relationship for us to date. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've been up to a lot of things. Is there any other sort of potential corporate initiatives that you're involved in or maybe pursuing? Yeah, looking at a, a couple of other opportunities in in, uh, in region and, and in Papua New Guinea, which may see us um, potentially uh, um, look at some sort of creative options to, to tie ourselves up with other other players in, in, the, in the region. So we're working um, in the background on that. At the moment, there's only so much we can really go into detail on that specifically at the moment for obvious um, reasons of, of confidentiality, not me looking to be evasive or anything of that nature, but all I would say is that there's some good opportunities um, for us to look at and for us to, 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 to look to, to, to do some work on in the, in the very near future, and I think that's a testament to um, uh, probably the previous work done by APEV in country, backed on by by. By, by KRL um, and our management and what have you to be seen as credible players for people to, to introduce interesting 
um, opportunities for us of, an, uh, of a corporate sort of nature, which we we are I'm looking at closely and, and hope to be able to again uh, report more on on that in the near future. Yeah. Um, when we last spoke, you mentioned that the company is taking a, a corporate philosophy um, that is evident in uh, obviously the Main River acquisition. Um, but you mentioned the company is also looking at other obviously corporate initiatives, and obviously we've covered some of those. Um, can you give us a little bit idea of what that means, and will you be um, looking at just P and G's a focus um, and other potential deal structures? Look, I think um, one of the great things about, about uh, having a, a listing a, a small cap, if you will, like Canantu, um, with an interesting portfolio of assets, but um, a, a quite a um, yeah, highly experienced board and management means that. Um, we do have quite a good platform and vehicle to do different interesting things. Rather, they're always accretive and, and make logical sense from a shareholder point of view. I, I see, um, obviously, the conventional options to, to acquire assets, such as what we're doing with, with May River. Other opportunities for us to look at strategic collaboration and partnership with people, whether that's working with projects to help manage them um, or, you know, um, uh, sort of reverse farming sort of projects, which, which we think we can look at re-optimising how things might be done from the point of view of a smaller miner where the project may not make as much sense for a larger miner. Uh, that's a second thing that we look to do and potentially there's opportunities to potentially partner with, you know, um, so some holders of, of projects, family, you know, uh, uh, families in, in this part of the world, regional families in this part of the world who, who hold projects that hold them for a long time but potentially there's been a generational shift there and they're looking to do something different with them and how they manage those projects. So um, this are three different ways, if you will, to expand um, the portfolio and, and build a portfolio in, in, in KRL without necessarily diluting the company through ongoing and, you know, script, script uh, deals or, or paper deals the whole time. Um, and then that, there's a good Segue into 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 whether we just stay in PNG or, or more broadly, there are other opportunities um, in other parts of, of Asia which you know, are known to us, and, and you know, everybody in the management group has connections and contacts in in Southeast Asia. So I would see that um, in time, when it makes logical sense, about um, you know um, uh, uh, taking focus away from what we're doing in Papua New Guinea, but in time, I think we will look to expand more broadly uh, regionally in this part of the part of the world yeah um i know that krl planned and conducted a drill program for um apev group um which led to a significant dual compliant deposit of a bulk commodity um what has the company learned from this and how can krl pivot from the success to further exploration success for for some of their projects yeah so um you know krl uh, originally, just to step back a little bit, of, of course, KRL was demerged from APEV Group um, and, and, and we listed. Uh, APEV has another bulk commodity asset uh, in their portfolio which has been kept private. Notwithstanding that, uh, we've worked in partnership with, with APEV to help them manage a successful drill program there in quite a remote part of Papua New Guinea, which was completed um, on budget on time and will define quite a material job compliant resource for that commodity uh, in, in the very near future. So that was a successful outcome. Um, and for us, there have, were a lot of learnings in terms of, of that and, and, and watching and observing what was done by APEV as part of that and, and working in, in, in with them, if you will. So um, I think that is uh, um, a, a good deal of lessons that we can bring to a, a drilling program 
or Panantu in due course. And I think it means that we're very well placed to move quite quickly and accelerate a drill program when that's ready to go based on the learnings that we've had. So obviously, you know, one of the big risk factors that junior exploration companies have is when they move from defining drilling targets into actually doing the drilling. It's a different uh, uh, um, type of work, if you will. Um, and I'd like to think that the learnings that we've had uh, through association with APEV will mean that we'll be able to transition that uh, that, that uh, relatively smoothly touch wood. Yeah, touch wood. Um, how's the company handled, uh, obviously, the COVID uh, situation? Um, have you had much downtime and how have you managed that? Uh, have you managed that? Um, and obviously, has it been quite a bit of an impact on, on the company? COVID's been really interesting in PNG when I look at it from where we were at the start of the year. You know, COVID didn't really impact uh, on the population in, in Papua New Guinea at, at a great uh, uh, rate at the start of the year, but certainly has since then. Um, the initial impact for us was really getting samples out and processed. So um, getting samples out of, of country and then logistically offshore to Australia for, for processing um, and then having the labs in Australia having appropriate staffing, um, giving COVID restrictions in those countries to, to, to push things forward, probably slowed things down a little bit in terms of where we'd like to have got some data and being able to, to, to bring to market some of the outcomes that we were we're seeing field. Um, so that's kind of resolved now and the samples are coming back and we've got some methodology to deal with that. The next issue now is that COVID is uh, um, impacting on the population at that rate in Papua New Guinea. So obviously we would have to put in place appropriate health and safety um, standards for our staff, which we do. Um, but probably um, one of the, the, the silent kind of factors, if you will, is if we reflect back certainly over the last six months, um, you know, um, there's probably been quite a bit of... Uh, um, uh, staff um, downtime through, um, you know, um, leave time to go and attend funerals and what have you. So notwithstanding, we've still managed to obviously push forward and get some outcomes in 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 uh, in, in Kanantu. And, um, you know, um, I, I think it probably is one of those things when we look back in hindsight, we'll realise it probably we, there was a, a higher degree of, of lost time than, than uh, would normally be the case and, most likely attribute that to, to COVID. So COVID has had an impact, notwithstanding we've pushed on and, um, you know, uh, uh, continue to, to, to take the business forward. Yeah. Um, PNG heads into uh, an election next year. Um, what would this mean for your, for your business and, uh, and, and I suppose also the, the mining industry within PNG? Look, I think um, for the mining industry, it, it will obviously be uh, a core focus, and I think the Prime Minister talked um, uh, um, recently about um, you know potentially looking to to have uh, um, you know gold um, gold uh, um, uh, um, uh, reserves in in, in country and, and and opportunities uh, there for for smelting, um, and so I expect that there will be a lot of discussion around some of these activities and. Uh, um, uh, um, whether you know the the the, the you know, mining regime is appropriate for uh, um, you know for for delivery of, of returns into the into the population and 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 a lot of the the, the rhetoric that that comes with an election cycle. Um, notwithstanding that, we'll continue to push our business forward and 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 probably assume a relatively low target um, target approach, but. Um, you know, it will be it will be be relevant. You know, the, the election cycle is is uh, 
um, you know, um, something that people in Papua New Guinea do get quite passionate about and engaged and involved in. So we, we will, um, you know, take all, all uh, um, you know, um, notice of that and, 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 and be, a, be a diligent observer of that. Uh, it will be interesting to see the, the outcome of, of the uh, election, definitely. Yeah, certainly. And perhaps you can come on next year and once the elections are over, come on next year and after, obviously, new power or maybe a new power comes into into play, um, just see how that how that has changed the company and the industry. So, um, and sort of concluding, um, what can we expect to see over um, over the next 12 to 18 months from from you guys? Yeah, look, so short term, I think we'll obviously put some news flow through on, on Carrow North and Carrow South, plus the May River. I want to update um, the market on some of the more regional work that we, we, we see, which looks encouraging. We'll do that in the near term as well. And potentially we're looking at this geophysics. So that's some of the immediate uh, uh, focus for us. Then that moves us into early next year where we'll be looking to have uh, advanced on, on potentially some, some drilling targets, potentially look to advance on some corporate initiatives. Um, and then, you know, 18 months' time, I, I'd hope we would well advance in, in, in moving to the, the nirvana, the immediate nirvana for us, which is defining our own resource and, and uh, giving ourselves a, 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 a defined resource and a valuation reference point that uh, is, is a key focus for us. So some near-term activities, moving towards defining uh, drill program, then executing that drill program, leading towards a, a, a resource. Obviously, Taking all of the conventional steps along that 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 path, but uh, that's where I'd like to be in, in eighteen months' time. Yeah, well, it seems you've uh, you've been very busy over the last ten months since we last spoke, and so hopefully the next ten months will be just as uh, just as busy, or if not more busy. Um, so obviously, wish you wish you well in uh, in all your endeavours. If our um, audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions, um, how can they go about doing that? And obviously social media channels that you may be on. Yeah, please visit the website and there's a, um, an email address there which uh, um, they can use and, and we, we check that obviously on a daily basis and respond to, to all the queries that come through. Yeah, no worries. Well, um, wish, you, uh, wish you all the well uh, in the future. Um, hopefully you can come on to the, the podcast sometime next year and give us a, a, another update because um, obviously it seems you, you've done a lot, a lot in a short space of time. So um, obviously the next 10 months or even the next year, you're going to be a lot of uh, doing a lot of activity um, as you have done already. So um, yeah, like I said, wish you well uh, with all, all of that. Um, and audience, hope, hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. Appreciate you, um, your continued support. Appreciate you if you can um, share Share this episode amongst friends and family. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, appreciate again if you can share that. If you the more the more you share, the more people will see this uh, see this episode and and obviously listen to the podcast and hopefully subscribe because um, it's obviously valuable information that we're we're giving out to the mining community. And I'm sure every episode that you listen to, you will learn something, um, even if it's not necessarily an area that you're involved in. Um, whether you're from finance industry, whether you're in operations or a particular discipline, um, I'm sure by listening to these episodes, you will pick up, pick up and learn something. And it's just going to broaden your knowledge, your mining knowledge. Um, so when you do have conversations with other people from other disciplines, you're going um, to sound more credible because you're, you're, you're learning all the time. So um, appreciate your continued support. And until next time, 
happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.